All right, um, so we, we've been doing a series on uh, stewardship, and um, I think we've wrapped up the series. I, I actually felt like um, post-Thanksgiving, I felt like the Lord put on my heart to do a message on Thanksgiving, on, on being uh, living a lifestyle of thankfulness. And, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, it's like the day we, we celebrate and we're thankful for the things in our lives, but... Um, I want to talk about living a lifestyle of thankfulness and being thankful year-round. And I want, to, I want to show you why this is so important. So um, part of this message will help inoculate you from like the materialism of the holidays and Black Friday and all that stuff. But really, um, I want to say that it is a fact that people who are thankful, who express da- gratitude daily, who are optimistic, who do acts of kindness, people who savor joyful moments people who practice forgiveness. This is a picture of a thankful person. These are the happiest and the healthiest people in the world. Okay, this is, a, this is a fact. You will be happier and healthier when you are a thankful person. Okay, um, remember last week I said that, um, I gave the illustration, when you use something outside of its intended design, it's, it's a misuse. And of course the video was kind of silly, but it was like, you know, the iPhone scale and of course, I'm not going to stand on my phone because my phone was not designed to be a scale, nor was my phone designed to be a hammer, right? It was, it was designed for a specific purpose and a specific function. It's the same thing with uh, praise and thanksgiving in our lives. You were designed to acknowledge your creator. You're designed to be thankful and to, and to praise God in our lives. And when we don't operate like that, we're actually operating outside of our created design, what God's created us to be like. And so humans were created to acknowledge God's blessings and to be thankful for them, okay? You were created for worship, right? Flowers were created to open up and to declare um, God's glory. Um, So consequently, your mind and your heart are the healthiest when you are thankful and give God thanks. Uh, Thankful people are the healthiest people. Okay, I want to illustrate this uh, with a scripture. So uh, Romans 1.20, take me a second to build this, but Romans 1.20 says this, it says... For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Okay, so first of all, this verse is saying people should be able, just by observation of the cosmos, the universe, the mountains, the sea, the trees, you know, they should be able to observe that clearly there is a God behind this and acknowledge that there's a creator, okay? Let me give you a cross-reference For this, Psalms chapter uh, 19, uh, verses 1 through 4, it says this. The heavens declare the glory of of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Okay? The heavens declare the glory of God. When I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but like when you get out in the middle of nowhere, there's no lights and you can see the stars perfectly. I am, I am blown away. I'm taken aback by how amazing like the Milky Way and the stars are. And I don't know about you, but my faith, my faith swells. My faith grows when I, when I witness God's creation, where I'm out in the mountains by myself. And, and what I think in that situation is like, man, when I look at the stars, I'm like, that's the God that has my back, right? That's the God that lives in my heart. Like, he created all this, the creator of the heavens, the universe, and he has my back. He lives in my heart. He's with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me, okay? And, and he has a plan for me. 
Like he has a plan for you. That God that did all that. He has a plan for you. That's what I, that's what I think about. But then check this out. Um, I'm going to read this verse, Romans 1, 20 and 21 together. We'll do it again. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Verse 21. For although they knew God, so this isn't talking necessarily about believers, Christians, okay? For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to them. Thanks to him. What happened? Okay, watch this. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Okay? When we fail to acknowledge what is obvious, when we fail to acknowledge, number one, there is a God, when we fail to give him glory and we fail to give him thanks, that is a setup for our hearts to be darkened and our minds to become, um, become fetal in our thinking, okay? So it is so important for us as, as humans and how much more Christians to remain thankful and to acknowledge God for his creation. This is like, you know, we did recently a message on um, stewarding our hearts and minds. Like this is a big part of stewarding your heart and stewarding your mind is remaining thankful, right? Okay, so <clears throat> if you read on... Um, in Romans uh, 1, it outlines, if you keep going that, down this road, it outlines even a more of a downward spiral of the mind and in the heart, okay? When people fail to acknowledge God, when people fail to be thankful for the things that he's given us. So I want to propose to you today that thankfulness will revolutionize your life. This, this seems simple. This isn't deep stuff. Thankfulness will revolutionize your life. It has revolutionized my life. I can, I can say I made a decision... Um, it was probably 10 years ago to be thankful every day, to wake up every day and thank God for today. God, and I would just thank him for random things. God, thanks for my car. Like, I don't have to be out here walking. And I don't know about you, but when you're in, it's in winter time, indoor plumbing is like sweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm thankful. I live in a country we have indoor plumbing and clean water. Like, we take all these things for granted. I'm super thankful for all this. And we should live this way. We should live this way. We will be ha happier and healthier. How do we do this? I want to give you three things today. How do we live a lifestyle of thankfulness? The first one is something we just did here, is praise. Okay, how do we live a lifestyle of thankfulness? Number one is praise. In the Old Testament, there, there are 11 Hebrew words that are translated praise. Seven of those words are dominant phrases, and they kind of outline like appropriate responses to God, how to praise Him. And I want to, I want to um, read each of these. And... As we go through these, I want, you, I want to ask you, is there, a, is there a theme to each one of these Hebrew words that, that, that is translated praise? Okay, is there a theme? Is there a common denominator? Okay, so let's look at number one, the first one. The first one is todah. Everyone say todah. Okay, it means a thanksgiving choir. Um, wouldn't so much necessarily have happened here, although the worship team did a little bit of that. But actually, when, when Jory like, stopped singing for a moment, I could hear everyone remember that moment in the, in the service. So this is kind of like a Thanksgiving choir, what we just did here, okay? Um, so for us today, I think that was like the congregation. So that's Todah, Thanksgiving choir. Uh, another word translated praise in the Old Testament is Barak. Everyone say Barak. Not Barack Obama, Barak, okay. <laughs> Barak, it means to kneel in thanksgiving, okay? So the first one is the thanksgiving choir. second one is to kneel in thanksgiving. Sometimes it's appropriate to, with your body, kneel and, and become low, right? Sometimes that's an appropriate response in thanksgiving and praise to God, okay? All right, let's do the third one, number three. 
Tequila. Say tequila. Not to be confused with tequila. You might want to sing a song if you're drinking tequila. But it's probably not a praise song to God, okay? Not tequila. All right, tequila means to sing a song to sing a song of thanksgiving, which we all just did, right? Okay, let's go to number four. Number four is halal. This one's awesome. To give thanks by being calamishly foolish. Like when David danced before the Ark of the Covenant and he was spinning and dancing and his wife rebuked him because he was looking, you know, the king, you're, you're a king, you're not supposed to be like this. And he said, I'll become more undignified than this. So sometimes it's okay and it's appropriate to look a little foolish for God when you're praising him, okay? These are appropriate responses to worshiping and praising God. I'm going to read the definition of halal. This is awesome. It says this, to be clear of sound, but usually of color, to shine. Come on, City Lights Church, shine, right? Hence, to make a show, to boast, and thus to be clamorously foolish, to rave, causatively to celebrate, also to stultify. And I got to read the definition of stultify because that's too good. Okay, stultify means to appear foolish or absurd. Sometimes it is appropriate to seem a little bit foolish and absurd when praising God. This is a biblical and appropriate response to you giving thanks to God, okay? All right? And listen, I'm not reading these to try to make everyone do all these. I'm saying do some of them, you know, do one of them at least, you know. (laughs) And don't judge the person who is doing the other ones, okay? Um, This happened a few weeks back, but Rick um, Hood, who is one of our overseers, I don't know if he's in here today, Um, we had a service and it got a little crazy in here. He actually ran... He ran across the front here and, and shouted. And uh, I was like, all right, Rick, you know. And we had breakfast later that week, and he was like, hey, sorry for, you know. And I'm like, you know what? It's, no, that's totally fine. Sometimes that's okay. And if people knew what you were going through, they would totally understand why you, I mean, why you're, do, why you're doing that. The breakthrough you're trying to get in your life, and, and, and it's like you need to praise God. Sometimes that's an appropriate response. And you'll see people up here on occasion. It's like, oh, that's a little wild. That's a little crazy. Like, as a church, we're not, just so you know, we're not, like, scared of that, you know? If it's super distracting, like, and just really distracting the whole room, you know, we'll shut it down. But for the most part, if people are praising God, we want to let them do that. That's what we're here to do. And sometimes it looks silly, okay? All right. So, halal. This is, by the way, where we get the word hallelujah. And, you, you know, you know that's the song, hallelujah. That's a great song, by the way, one of the best in the world. But that's actually not a good representation of the word halal. Halal is more that clamorously foolish um, praise. Okay, Uh, number five is yada. Everyone say yada. Yada, 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 right? (laughs) There's a Seinfeld episode called yada, yada, yada. Okay, anyway. All right, yada, yada, yada. Yada means to give thanks with what? Extended hands. To give thanks with extended hands, okay? It is, a, it is a biblically appropriate response when praising God to lift your hands, to raise your hands, all right? Um, okay, next one um, is zamar. Everyone say zamar. To give thanks with a musical instrument. So we've had drums up here. We've had guitars up here, right? That is, that is zamar, to give thanks with a musical instrument. Okay, last one is shabak. Everyone say shabak. This is to give thanks in a loud tone. This would be, sometimes this word's translated um, to give a shout. So to give a shout is a shabak, you know. Let's, let's do that right now. Let's shout. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right. That's a, that's a Shabbat. Okay. So these are the seven. Okay. So my, my question is this. Let me, I'll read them real fast. Toda, a Thanksgiving choir. Brock, to kneel in Thanksgiving. Tehillah, to sing a song of Thanksgiving. Halal, to give thanks by being clamorously foolish. Yada, to give thanks with extended hands. Zamar, to give thanks with a musical instrument. Shabak, to give thanks in a loud tone. Do you, are you guys seeing a theme here and a common denominator in all of these? Right? And what is it? It's to give thanks. This is a, to give thanks. So when we come to praise and worship God, we're coming and we're giving thanks. We're acknowledging who he is. We're acknowledging what he's given us. We're acknowledging what he's doing in our lives. Okay? And this is super important for us. Okay, I want to read, read one verse where it has four of these words in one, in one verse. It's Psalm 100, verse 4. So let's read this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, that is todah, a thanksgiving choir, and his courts with praise, tehillah, singing praises. Give thanks, yada, by extended hands to him, and praise Barak, bow before his name. Isn't that cool? That, that verse has four, four of these words for praise in, in one verse. Okay, I'm going to read this in a kind of a paraphrased version because of, because of that. So Psalm 104, paraphrased. Enter his gates with a thanksgiving choir, into his courts with singing praises. Give thanks by extending your hands to him and praise him by bowing before his name. Okay, this is an appropriate response and a way for us to um, thank God, to honor him. Okay, so number one. How do we live a lifestyle of, of um, thankfulness? Number one is praise. Make it a habit, not just something you do on Sunday too. You can actually do this um, throughout the week. And speaking of um, the, the word halal, I remember the first time I like danced for the Lord, before the Lord, I was by myself and I made sure no one else was around and I shut all the doors. <laughs> is anyone else in the house? You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm gonna try this out. I'm gonna dance, you know what I mean? And... Uh, the first, I remember I was in an all-night prayer meeting one time with, with some, some men down in Brighton where I used to live. It was an all-night prayer meeting, and I felt like, I felt like the Lord said to, to run. I was like, I'm not going to run. And I did it, and I felt so stupid. But then, like, but then like, I had a huge breakthrough in my life. It was like, like I, something broke off of me when I ran. Like, for the Lord, I was clamorously foolish. And so, you know, if, if, if you haven't raised your hands before, I'm just kind of... No, you try that out, you know. If you haven't danced before, dance. It's okay to dance. Um, don't get too crazy to run in here. We don't have a lot of room, but, you know, we want to encourage you to praise. Okay. All right, so number one was praise. Uh, number two, how do we live a lifestyle of thankfulness? Number two, this uh, is acknowledge what God has given you. It will transform your life to practice thankfulness every day. Thankfulness, again, has changed my life. My wife and I do this... Um, my wife and I do this thing where our kids, when they start acting a little bit entitled and a little bit ungrateful, we have this exercise to kind of pull them back in. And sometimes we do this even when they're not misbehaving. And uh, this is what we do. We have them do thankfuls. Like, we're going to do 10 thankfuls. And we're like, and we all do them. We all go. In fact, I don't know if this will work because Trinity's autistic. I'm going to try this right now. Can you? Hey, Trinity, come here, babe. So she's autistic, so she's a little hard to understand, but I want you to do your thankfuls, okay? Can you do 10 thankfuls? Can you count them? <laughs> right there. Thankful for. Thankful. Trinity, say thankful. Thankful. Come on, baby. Thankful. 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 Take a bath. 
Tinker's <laughs> thankful school walk. Thankful take a bath. Thankful take a shower. Full school. Here, tell them to me. Keep doing them. You got three. How many? Do more thankfuls. What else are you thankful for? Are you thankful for any movies? Yes. Which ones? No one. Oh, geez. How many more do you have? Ten. Can you do more thankfuls? Thankful. Watch a movie. Watch a movie. Yep. Thankful Papa and Mima. Mountain House. Thankful Mountain House. Where's she at? How many is that? Let's, let's do a couple more. How, do two more. <laughs> Thankful for your home. Okay, let's do one more. Can you do one more? Jumping castle. Okay, good job. Okay, you can go sit down. <laughs> I had her practice that last night. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. We should have put her on the mic to see how she'd react to it. So we do that with our kids. When they just start acting like a little entitled and a little ungrateful, it's like, all right, stop it. Like, especially if you're doing something fun already. It's like, we're in the mountains. We're at the ice cream store. We're at Disneyland. You are not going to be unthankful right now. Do 10 thankfuls. You're here. You know what I mean? And so we, we'll all do them. Like, this is a practice of us. I think it's super important. And it's really important. Okay, so good job, Trinity. Um, okay, a lot of us have this tradition of like, when, we, when you eat a meal, we ask, we ask the blessing, right? And so it's ask the blessing or say grace. But you know how Jesus, when Jesus blessed the food, you know how Jesus did it? The Bible actually says he, he broke bread and he gave thanks. Apostle Paul, same thing. They broke bread and they gave thanks for, the, for their meals. Um, so there wasn't so much of this like, let's bless and sanctify the food as it was, let's acknowledge that God has given us this food, okay? So that's point number two, acknowledge what he has given you. Point number three, how to live a lifestyle of thankfulness. Number three is be thankful in all circumstances. Okay, I want to read you a short verse in the Bible, and then we'll unpack this. First Thessalonians chapter 5.19, it says, Do not quench the Holy Spirit, or just do not quench the Spirit. It's a pretty good verse, right? <laughs> now, how many know, like, the context is super important for this verse? Like, I don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. I hope you don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. And so, now typically when people read this verse, they read the very, the very next verse to give it context. Now, we'll do that real quick. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 through 20. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Okay, contempt means like uh, don't despise or don't scoff at prophecy. Like you should value and honor prophecy. It's a good thing. Okay, that makes sense. But to really get a picture of a verse's context, you really want to read the verse before and the verse after, right? That's how you really contextualize. So we'll do one better than that. We're actually going to read three verses before and two verses after this one, okay? So here we go. You ready? Okay, do not quench the Holy Spirit. First uh, Thessalonians 5, we'll do 16 through 22. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Verse 19, do not quench the Spirit. 
Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. All right? How many of you want to know God's will for your life? I want to know God's will for my life. One of, I can just tell you right now, one of God's will, one of the things that his will for your life is to give thanks to him in all circumstances. Verse 18, give thanks to God. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, sometimes we're trying to figure out God's will. like, should I go to this school, that school, move to this town, go after that job? I can't tell you that today, but I can tell you in whatever circumstance you are currently in, that you should be thankful for it in all circumstances, positive or negative, okay? That is God's, actually is God's will for you, whatever situation you're in, to give thanks in all circumstances. And listen, this is spiritual warfare. This isn't just to like have a better day. Like this is spiritual warfare. And this will change the atmosphere in your home. This will change the atmosphere in your mind. This will change the atmosphere of this church. Like when we get a hold of this, okay? So it's, it's important. Again, your job, you might not be thankful for the job you're in, but... But be thankful for it. Like, it might not be God's long-term vision plan for you, but be thankful for that job that you're in right now because it is providing for your needs and it is God's blessing on your life. Amen? Amen. Okay? It is God's will for you to be thankful. You were designed to be thankful and you'll be happier and healthier when you are, okay? The key here is in all circumstances because it's easy to be thankful when things are going good, when life is going good, right? It's hard to be thankful when things are hitting the fan, you know? (laughs) That's hard to be thankful in those situations, but it takes muscle memory to remember, to be thankful in all circumstances, because when it does come, um, it's a lot harder. And that's why practicing this is a lifestyle every day, not just Thanksgiving, not just once a year. Practicing, practicing this is a lifestyle. It's super important. And listen, this will, this will take, for some of you, rewiring of your brain. Like, there are certain habits that you, maybe you have a disposition to be negative and complaining. This will take some rewiring, literally, of your brain. But if you make this as a habit, it's, it's like starting any new habit. You have to do this for a while, and it will become habit for you, all right? <clears throat> and I'll, I'll wrap up with, with this here in a second. Some of, some of us, um, I don't know what your year is like, this year's like. Some of us, I think, and I've talked to several people, they're, like, ready to write this year off. Like, 2018, see you later, <laughs> you know? It's been a bad year, you know? And that might be true. might have been a super hard year for you, might have been whatever. But I would say this, there's probably one or maybe two things that you faced that you would say this has been a hard year. But I would say that there's probably thousands of things that you could be thankful for that happened in 2018, even if this was a hard year for you. And I just, I just want to say, before you say sayonara 2018, this has been a bad year, you know, if that's you, stop and take inventory of all the amazing thing that's happened. You know, for us, this has been literally one of the hardest years of our life, not because our marriage, is bad. our marriage is good, our family's good. Starting a church has been super hard, but it's been super rewarding too. It's been super like, um, super rewarding and amazing, you know? And so the measure of a year, I don't think is the lack of hardships. And don't go into, by the way, don't go into 2019 with like an entitlement that 2019 is gonna be good, you know? Rather do this, I'm gonna walk through this with God. I'm gonna walk this with the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna walk through this with thankfulness and I'm gonna be victorious in all these situations. I'm going to praise them in the valley, as Jory sang over and over. Wasn't that good? Praise them in the valley. So important. And so uh, this last week, I was, uh, I think it was Thursday, um, I went for a run right about as it was starting to get dark. So I said, oh, I thought I'd better take my headlamp with me because I'm going to probably finish in the dark. So I started running, and it was light, and, 
and I'm over at Josephine Jones Park, which doesn't have lights. And on one of my laps, my headlamp's still off, all of a sudden I see this dark figure moving, and, I'm, <laughs> and it scared me, and I was like, ah! you know, I'm, re- I'm, ready to, I'm ready to go full <laughs> swan kick on you, you know. And then I realized this is my shadow. Look <laughs> at <laughs> <laughs> And there were cars behind me. I was like, okay, it's probably time to try my headlamp, you know. <laughs> and so I just want to say, thankfulness is like that. It turns on the light in your life. Amen? Turn on the light of thankfulness, and you will see where you're going. You'll see what you're doing. You'll have much better perspective on life. Hey, you won't forget that illustration, will you? All right, I have a, I have a quick video we're going to play, and I'll have some final thoughts. Go ahead and roll that. I've never been able to see this one. And I just want to cry a little bit. <laughs> um, I never realized like how much I was affected by the fact that I can't see the world like the way that other people see the world. See, it gets a little emotional. Blue sky is deeper than I've ever seen. It reminds me of Colorado. James, what are these? Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is this purple? Yes. Oh my god. Your phone looks different? It's like this looks very, like, pretty similar. But this pink, like this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine having never seen color and then boom, put it on? And there are glasses, there's a lens that we need to see the world through. It's a lens of thanksgiving. And listen, if you, if you live your life without those, those glasses on, I want to encourage you this morning to make this a practice, to, to literally rewire your brain and make this a habit of your life. And... Um, Let's do this real quick. We have a couple minutes. Get out your phone real fast. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make everyone do something real quick. And um, do you have someone playing something at the end? Or yeah, why don't you? Okay, so make you can text yourself, make a list, whatever. I want everyone to make a list of ten thankfuls. We're just gonna practice this right now. Okay. This seems like an elementary, basic message, but this is spiritual warfare. Okay? This is literally spiritual warfare. If you wake up and do this kind of thing every day, it's so important. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pray and make a list on whatever you make lists on on your phone. And do just do ten of them. It could be as simple as your house, your car, whatever. It should be easy to get 10 things, Lord. I just pray that um, 
pray that this would be the lifestyle that we live, Lord God, not just on Thanksgiving. It would be year-round, 24-7, Lord God, and especially, God, when we're going through the dark moments. Something I want to encourage you to do is don't focus on what's not happening. I could easily focus on things in my life that aren't happening. And if you do that, you'll forget all the things that are happening. when we were doing young adults and uh, her brother got meningitis and, and died. It was like terrible. And later that year, we took her to a conference in, uh, in Kansas City, a big young adult conference. And they're praying for healing in, this congrega- in the congregation. And people are like, hey, my knee got healed, man, my back, my hangnail, whatever. And she, was, she found herself sitting there like, mad at God. It's like, God, you, you heal this person's hangnail, you heal this person's back. Like, what about my brother? My brother that everyone was praying for, you know, this situation. And one of the other young adults were there like, hey, you need to go talk to this girl. She's like really struggling right now. And so I just sat with her. And she, she asked me, she goes, why did, why did my brother die? You know, what happened there? And honestly, in that moment, I, I didn't have any answer for her. I just looked at her and said, I don't know. I don't know why your brother died. I don't know why that person got healed their knee. Your brother didn't get healed. I don't know. And she was really close to him, really loved him. And I didn't have the answer for her in that moment. And I kind of stepped away and she just, she says that's the moment that God broke in. She was in a worship service, God broke in and completely just changed her thinking, changed, changed, like God, it just took, it took God to come in in a moment and break in. And since, since then, she's been a person who celebrates when someone else gets healed, celebrates like, you know, God, I don't understand that thing that didn't happen for me, but I can acknowledge that this thing over here is good. And I'm, and I'm rejoicing with those who rejoice, mourning with those who mourn. And so I just want to encourage you so many times, especially us who are fixers, right? We're, we're, we're fixing problems. That's, that's the way we live our lives, the fix, fix, fix. And we're forgetting about all the things that are all already going good. And so we want to be those who rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, but realize that God is a good God. He's working in our lives. So I'm going to pray and then we'll, we'll uh, have, you're going to close. Yeah. Father, we love you. We thank you for every individual in this room. Lord, um, God, help us to live this out, to be thankful, Lord God. This is spiritual warfare, Lord God. And I thank God as we do this breakthrough comes, it sets us up for more, Lord God. We love you. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen.